Hello everyone, I'm Moira Watson and I'm a lecturer education at Queen's University Belfast. To celebrate International Women's Day 2021, the School of Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science asked our female students and staff to answer a few questions. These are their voices and their stories. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? I didn't really like school at all until I started studying physics and then everything changed for me. But I'm ashamed to say that I followed the advice I was being given and applied to study optometry because it was considered as a good career for women. I hated it. I wanted to study physics or maths. Do you recall a specific project or initiative? So when I was in sixth form, I entered a competition with two other girls called the Frost Smith Memorial Lecture Competition, which took place in the Ashby at Queen's University. We won the top spot that year and a computer for the school. We were also offered a smaller computer each. I traded mine in for a music system to take to uni. Only one of us chose to do engineering. That's until I decided to switch from the dreaded optometry after a term and chose electrical and electronic engineering. What is your favourite book with a science or tech theme? At the minute I'm reading Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez, which looks at data bias in a world designed for men. Definitely a recommended read. What advice would you give to women thinking about or entering the tech field? I would say don't listen to the sort of people who talk about what jobs are good for men or women or whoever. Follow your curiosity. Who is a role model you look up to? To be honest, I have loads, but one really standout one is Dame Stephanie Shirley. In 1962, she set up a company called Freelance Programmers to provide job opportunities in programming for women with dependents. Many of these women worked part time at home and around their caring responsibilities. It was groundbreaking at the time and in many ways it still is. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? I was brought up on a farm, so I'd love to work in a company that develops technological solutions for farming, particularly if they make a positive impact on agriculture for de developing countries. What changes would you like to see in primary, secondary schools and undergraduate curriculum culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? We need to change the messaging around what women can and should do and get much more opportunity to get hands on from an early age. Confidence is everything. What are you most excited about for the future? This is a really difficult one as I get excited about all sorts of science and technological innovations. I get especially excited when technology and science make a really lasting positive impact on people's lives, especially when those people are least privileged. What is your name on course slash job title? My name's Catherine Freeman. I'm a final year computer science student at Queen's. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? So I was definitely a humanities person in school. I had helped out at like a few cross-community STEM uh, events that my school had put on um, for like local primary school students, but I was doing English and history and like classics. I didn't really see STEM as my thing at all. Um, I liked it, but... It, yeah, just wasn't my thing. But um, fast forward to after secondary school, I did a two year BTEC um, extended diploma in IT uh, just because I knew I was good at it. Um, I knew the job market was good um, and stuff like that. But here I am now. <laughs> I've been um, part of Queen's Computing Society. I've been part of Corgi, which is for 
undergraduate women in STEM. Um, I've gone to women who code events. I've gone to loads of conferences, all kinds of stuff. Uh, what is your favorite book with a science or tech theme? I'm not a big book reader, but I like podcasts. Um, I've been into psychology podcasts lately, all about the brain. I also like Spotify's, it's um, a playlist called Brain Snacks UK and it's like a monthly updating list of like usually short podcasts like 5 to 25 minutes that teach you something new. It's usually got a few like scientific or technology based podcasts in it as well as like current events, history, politics, all, all sorts really. What advice would you give to women thinking about or entering the tech field? Uh, just generally, I would say put yourself forward for absolutely everything that you can. Um, don't overwork yourself and don't burn yourself out. But I really that's just my advice for everyone, really. Try every chance you get, even if you don't meet like every criteria that it's asking for. I guarantee you there'll be opportunities you wouldn't even have thought you would have got. But... You never know. So that and for women, I would say just be aware of your womanhood and be proud of it as well. You're valuable because you're not like the average tech person. You're already breaking that stereotype. Like the patriarchal society we live in, you'll be made to feel like you're less than or not worthy at some point. But you need to remember like you are so valuable because of who you are. For instance, Amazon created that AI for hiring people and they ended up having to scrap it because it was so horribly sexist and it, it learned to just prefer men's applications. But like the, the AI, the machine, the robot didn't just decide to think like that. It was programmed that way by the people who developed it and based off of previous hiring practices, which was, you know, disregarding women's achievements even like if they were better than the male applicants like subconsciously the hiring managers were just like disregarding women in that way and so them building the AI around that meant that it came out sexist as well. Your very presence as a woman benefiting society as a whole by being part of the teams that will program all the different facets of technology that affect everyone globally and having a part in making them fairer for everyone. I think it's really brave, um, but yeah, it can be hard to see these attitudes still affecting you in the present. So my advice is to remain sure of yourself and don't let anyone ever make you feel like you don't deserve to be there or that you're only there because of special treatment. Companies that don't embrace equality are going to be doomed to fail. So always remember how valuable your presence is, basically. <laughs> Who is a role model you look up to? Um, I don't really tend to have role models who are like big CEOs or, you know, super famous or like super successful people. I tend to just look up to people I know, like maybe who are a few years ahead of me, um, just in their careers. I find it easier to like see myself in them than I do these just big untouchable <laughs> CEOs or whatever. But I, I do like um, a girl on Twitter called Julia Evans. Her at is B0RK. She writes like zines and comics that explain program concepts and stuff like that really nicely. Um, she seems like a really nice girl, really relatable as well. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? 
I mean, like astronaut would be pretty sweet. Um, something crazy like that would be cool. I would enjoy being like a zoo vet just so I could see all those different types of animals up close. Or maybe I'd try being like a nurse or a doctor, but maybe not in COVID times. <laughs> what changes would you like to see in primary slash secondary schools and undergraduate curriculum slash culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? I would really love to see the emphasis on like pure programming skill be moved away from. I just think it's a bad way to gauge if someone's right for the industry, especially because when you move from uni to a job or even like between different jobs, a lot of the programming skills that you pick up on end up not being useful at all. So I'd love to see an emphasis on the more nuanced or like traditionally womanly quote unquote <laughs> skills like um, empathy or communication or even like emotional intelligence. It's just there's something you can't learn or be tested on in the same way as programming. So they're often just tossed aside as like irrelevant, which is unfortunate. I would also love to see curriculums, especially for younger people in, in primary school, actually mentioning the inequalities that women face in STEM and showing like real tangible evidence of the effect that it has and why society has even allowed that to happen in the first place. I think a lot of people just assume that because women have rights now and they can vote now that there isn't a problem anymore, but like the science and the numbers of it all don't lie. The attitudes today are still hurting women's chances and opportunities. And I think it's important for everyone to be taught about this so that change can actually be made. Like how can change happen if no one is even aware of the issue? or how endemic it really is, or doesn't even believe it exists. I also really like the Women Who Code meetups for women in tech, and there's Women Who Code teams all over the world, and I just think it's a great way to be able to meet others like yourself in a casual setting and pick up mentors and friends through that. I think more clubs like that from a primary school age up would be helpful in showing young girls that they're so welcome. What are you most excited about for the future? Um. Good question. <laughs> Probably the most exciting thing will be seeing how far technology like can advance us, can advance like humanity in like a beneficial way. I'd love to see technology being used in a way that like helps reduce greenhouse emissions or, you know, eradicate world hunger or being used to help provide treatment or cures for diseases. Something like that would be amazing to see. And I feel like it is definitely possible within this lifetime as well. It could be something I could be having a hand in making one day, maybe. But personally, I'm really excited to finish my last ever semester at Queen's. Um, and I'm getting to join an amazing company called Instill, who've offered me a graduate job. And they, I've just got the email that they're planning a ski trip for 2022. So that'll be amazing. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening to me on this International Women's Day. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much. See you later. Hello, I'm Natasha McCabe and I'm currently studying the MSc in Software Development at Queen's University, Belfast. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? Well, I first fell in love with STEM subjects at a young age. During primary school, I participated in and won a science fair. I had to design and build a machine that would safely transport an egg. It was a lot of fun. I won like £50 and the school was gifted a telescope. Since then, my love has only continued to grow. 
specifically for technology and engineering. I worked in technology sales for a time and became deeply interested in the mechanics of the software I was selling. What is your favourite book with a science or tech theme? Well, I previously studied English literature, so narrowing it down to one book is impossible for me. I would say it's between Dark Matter by Blake Crouch, which is a science fiction thriller, or A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, which is a science fiction fantasy. What advice would you give the women thinking about or entering the tech field? Do it. Finally, studying a topic I'm passionate about has made a world of difference. Don't be afraid to take up room. Use your voice. More women are joining the tech sector every day. And just think of what we can accomplish together. Who's a role model you look up to? Nasir Ahmed. Nasir is an engineer who invented DCT. It's because of him that during these unprecedented times, we've all been able to stay connected through video calls and images. We've been able to continue our education and our work. <laughs> Without him this last year, it would have been even more difficult. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? I'm a people person. So I'd be torn between two jobs. I would either like to lecture in my field or be a radio presenter. What changes would you like to see in primary, secondary schools and undergraduate curriculum slash culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? I studied education and volunteered in the local youth club and I think the most important change would be to see these subjects being introduced at a younger age, that there's more visual representation of women within our children's media Secondary schools need to facilitate more pathways to STEM and encourage women in STEM fields to come into schools and give talks to their students. Undergraduates, I believe that most don't know how working in the tech industry can affect their personal life as well as their career and just how much flexibility that you have if you are working in tech. The technology field has a huge amount of flexibility in how, when and where you work. I'm a parent and I'm able to study and work when it suits me. I can cook and code at the same time. What are you most excited about for the future? I attended a talk by Professor Chris Johnson, who lectures at Queen's as well, and he reverberated my feelings of hope. So, to quote Chris, I am full of hope and optimism for technology to inspire and challenge us to progress. I can't wait to see what new innovative ways we come up with and create and design to make a better future for ourselves and our children. Hi, my name is Leah Grogan and I am a postgraduate student in the MSc Software Development full-time. My undergraduate degree was nanoscience, physics and chemistry of advanced materials. So I have been a woman in STEM for around six years now. I don't know if I can recall the first time I was actively involved in STEM, but certainly the first time my interest was sparked was when I was in secondary school. I studied physics and biology and I had a really excellent physics teacher. She used to make the course really, really fun. We would do a lot of cool kind of non-traditional activities that were slightly outside the course material. I remember one instance in particular where she got us to build our own rockets and launch them with a gas canister off the steps of the school building. Uh, I think that was when I realised that science could really be good fun and had potential to be creative and exciting. And then the first time I became involved in coding, or my interest was sparked in coding, was when I attended Coder Dojo while in secondary school. 
And I remember learning some basic HTML and being quite interested because I always liked studying languages as well as science. And the syntactical element of coding really appealed to me. And that's something that I've carried forward in my software career to this day. My favorite book with a science or tech theme is a book called Invisible Women by Carol Caroline Criado Perez. The subtitle of this book is Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. Uh, I read this book last year and I think it had a really profound impact on me. It, it really angered me uh, because it basically laid out in very clear terms the real life effect of the underrepresentation of women in tech. And it showed how data sets that are so foundational on which we base our understanding of women's health, of medicine, of the workplace, are all um, basically women are misrepresented in these data sets and that comes as a result of our lack of representation in the tech field. So it was something that really spurred me on in my tech career and made me realize that I needed to get involved and that I had a part to play in resolving these issues that are brought about by lack of representation. So I'd really recommend this book, but only if you're ready to get a little bit angry and to be spurred forth and take on the world. I think the advice I would give to women who are thinking about or who are entering the tech field would be to not fall prey to that also common imposter syndrome. And a really important part of that is kind of managing your expectation about what technology is and um, your own expectations. Because basically, uh, this is a point I was listening to the other day, like coding is not impossible because it is certainly achievable and it should be demystified and it should be accessible. But also tech and coding is not easy and it does require work and it does require consistency and commitment, but it's very possible and anyone can do it if, if they put their mind to it. Therefore, it is totally possible for a woman to do that. And, you know, as women, we come up against a lot of barriers that men don't in the tech field that are societal, that are structural, and we do have to go the extra mile to overcome these. But in terms of actual tech ability, um, really understand that if you put the work in, you absolutely deserve to be where you are. And that's something that I have had to learn over six years of being in STEM and of doubting my own ability. I had to sort of let go of, of my own expectations, and understand that I am here and that I do deserve to be here. Um, yeah. And also just to reach out because Mutual support is so important with women. And I think mentorship has had a huge role in in my career and in, in getting me where I am today. So yeah, I'd say reach out for help is, is always a good one too. So one role model in tech that I look up to currently um, is Dr. Angela Yu. Um, she is a developer who runs a course on Udemy that is a boot camp in web development. She also owns company London App Brewery that run these boot camps. And I started doing her course dipping in and out of it last summer. So it was sort of my reintroduction to technology and coding after a kind of negative experience with it in my undergraduate. And I think that her explanations are, are really clear and she's very eloquent and uh, concise and intelligent. And I think that for me, that is what I want to convey in my tech career. So she's a huge inspiration for me. Um, and then another role model is Dr. Maria Crespo Vibadonera. She is a material science at Imperial College London, and she acted as a mentor to me when I was doing my undergraduate research project in material science. 
And she taught me to really push the boundaries of what I could achieve. And she taught me that I deserved a place in the science world and that science needed people like me. And that's something that I've carried with me throughout my career. So I'm really, really grateful to her for that. And she'll always be a really good friend and mentor to me. If I could try another job for a day, I think it would have to be teaching. Um, I really, really love working with young people and I have done in a number of settings, namely at summer camp in America and also uh, worked in a children's museum for a while. Um, and I find working with young people to be really good fun. Um, I love sharing my passion for something like coding that I really enjoy. And yeah, I've often thought I would consider going into teaching in the future. So if I could try being a teacher for a day, I would really enjoy that. And I would love to teach coding. I could also possibly teach a science subject, um, but I think I'd be quite well suited to that job and it's something that I'll definitely consider in the future. I think the main changes I'd like to see in primary and secondary school and undergraduate curriculum to encourage um, women to stay in tech would be to really place an emphasis on mentorship. I think that it has such an important role to play in the careers and lives of women in tech. Uh, I think mentorship can come in two forms. There can be direct mentorship where, you know, a teacher or senior colleague helps you and guides you on your way. But also there can be like a more removed mentorship where speakers come in and discuss their careers in tech and science, how they got where they are, the challenges they came up against and how they overcame them. I think that it's really important for young women to see people they can relate to and understand that it is absolutely possible for them to go down that road. Another thing is that I think the side of science and technology that's really creative and fun and exciting needs to be really pushed. And I think that a big part of that is introducing activities that are um, in that vein and they aren't that aren't just related to coursework. So, for instance, like I mentioned, my teacher who um, let us build rockets, that kind of thing really spurs interest in, in young women. And I think as well making a point of the fact that science and tech can be drawn back to a person's interests. So, you know, someone's personal interests are really broad and wide ranging, but I think making it clear that technology can be adapted to any of those areas and relating it to the person's interests is really important. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of it's about mentorship and examples, and a lot of it is about encouraging engagement by just sparking fun and creativity and showing that science is for everyone and, and tech is a really exciting career. So what am I most excited about for the future? Uh, I think first and foremost, I'm excited to get off the ground and actually start work as a software engineer. I'll be starting work in September 2021 and that's something that I could never have imagined a year ago so I'm really really proud that I've come this far and really excited to get going um, and as well as that I think I'm excited to to really realize my potential as a woman in tech because I've spent six years in the science world and I've always been outnumbered by men in my courses and I think it's only now that I'm starting to finally find my feet and and kind of know my own value and my own worth and I think I'm really able to speak up amongst men. And I think I'm able to speak up for those who might not feel as ready to defend themselves, you know? So I feel like if I see 
something that's not right, I will stand up for, for justice. And um, it sounds very dramatic. <laughs> what I mean is uh, if I see examples of inequality in the workplace that are subtle or, um, you know, outward, I will make my voice and opinion known. And um, that's something I'm excited to do because, you know, I'm not afraid to, to stand up and use my voice. And another thing I'm really excited about is the potential to become a mentor in the future for women in tech. And I think that already stands to a degree like a, there's women younger than me who I've reached out to before and offered advice or, or support or encouragement. But I think the further I get into my career as a software engineer, the more I'll be able to draw upon my experience and really, really help women who come behind me. Um, so that's something I'm really excited for. And yeah, the future looks bright. And hopefully I'll also be able to keep on networking with women in tech in Belfast and maybe even in person. You never know. Um, yeah. What is your name and course title? My name is Lauren and I'm currently in my third year of software engineering with Digital Technology Partnership. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? I think the first time I genuinely started liking STEM and got involved was when I studied GCSE ICT. And it was like the type of time I actually got into actually program um, into doing work and it was so different from all my other subjects where instead of the teacher talking for an hour and writing down notes, I was actually sitting and working away at my coursework and I started to love it. And then I made a game and I was like, this is so much fun. And that's why I decided to do software systems development, SSD for A-level. And that's the time I got into programming and I just knew right away that I wanted to be involved in STEM. And that's what I wanted to study in university because I just love the idea of coding and when you finally get something to work and do what you want to the feeling you can't take it away what was your favorite book with a science or tech theme so I've got a confession I don't actually read that many books I'm not gonna lie and just I could have just googled and lied but I don't actually read as many books as I should but I do watch quite a lot of like Netflix documentaries so I watch one it was like a social dilemma it was quite fun. It kind of showed you of like how much your smartphone actually knew. It really made you think. And also kind of like, like Black Mirror and like stuff like how technology can go wrong and the dark side of it. So I do like those and the odd YouTube videos. It's what I like to read more about sense or techno- um, technology rather than read books. What was advice would you give to women thinking about entering the tech field? I think my best advice would be it's absolutely going to be absolutely terrifying the first time you walk into a room with very little females and a pile of males that are quite intimidating because women tend to feel um or more care about what they think and like more don't let them put their hand up in situations whereas a lot of men especially in computer science I find that they're very much very out there and likes to show that they're a lot smarter like they like to pretend they're a lot smarter which you re- they really aren't they're just are better at showing it than women do and but my advice would be it will be get easier and um, the first time I walked into my software systems development class at A level I was the only girl and I was terrified and I thought they were so much smarter but I soon realized that they weren't I was just as good as any one of them and then I took that and it was same applied from uni and yeah right and at the minute I don't even look at the gender imbalance um kind of goes over my head nearly it doesn't bother me anymore but um so it definitely gets get easier but always remember 
it does get easier and they're no better than you. You're just as good or even better than, maybe better than them, but don't tell them that. Who's your role model do I look up to? There's a couple of, like, obviously, like, big famous, sexy women CEOs. There's not many of them, but there is a few. Um, CEO Bumble is a female. Um, she worked in Tinder and then got bullied and harassed and kind of made Bumble, which was a, a dating app that made woman message first, and it was very successful. And she's one of the few fi- females up in the top 500 billionaires in the world so that's quite interesting um so she is definitely someone you look up to quite powerful but then there's also just a lot of like women that I've met through my time um I have a cousin of mine who um she was in a tech field and gave me advice about just you're definitely and told me give me advice saying I always belong I belong where I am and don't let anybody look down at you and like walk into the room wearing your power suit or your high heels in your dress and don't let them intimidate you like you're just as good so I do look up a quite a lot or my boss in placement she was very powerful and made the whole idea and well and led the team so yeah I think a lot like a lot of females that I've actually met personally look up to if you could try another job for a day what would it be um that's quite a hard question um I think it might be this might sound a bit random, but I would love to be a firefighter just for a day. Be in the fire engine, we go down the pole, the fireman's pole, if it's actually a thing. Get out there and help people. I think it'd be good, but I don't think I'm at the physical ability to hack it for much longer. But I think it'd be quite fun to do. What would you like to see in primary and secondary schools and underground curriculum and um, culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? I think the main problem is that there's not enough women filtering through because at like GCSE they're more inclined to pick the likes of softer more Englishy subjects whereas males are encouraged to pick the more STEMs and then they don't have the chance to experience like GCSE ICT or GCSE computing so then they're not going to choose them at that level and then not going to therefore choose them to go into university so I think it's very important to start something really early on from primary and secondary school um, especially in like key stage three so I think they definitely should make ICT compulsory at that level and um, do courses and like teach them to program, pr- program them and they'll definitely I think more women will stay along because they'll realize that computers are not something to be scared, um, scared of and they're pretty at the ability and engage their interest early on. I think that's one of the most important things. What are you most excited for for the future? So personally, I'm really excited um, to graduate. Um, I'm going to be a bit sad, obviously, leaving the uni lifestyle behind, but definitely to get out there and involved in like a big tech firm or and get programming and like full time as my full time job or whatever way I go. So I'm excited to see and grow up and become one of these big female bosses that everybody's talking to because why not might as well am I maybe someone will be talking about me being a female CEO in the future I highly doubt that but we can always hope what is your name and course or job title hi my name is Amy Conan and I'm doing MSc in software development when was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? It would have been in school for me. 
both our math class and our technology class. The technology class was really great for getting exposed to a variety of different technologies and um, projects, just showing different things that you could make. Um, it was really exciting and creative. And the math class was really great as well, as we had quite passionate teacher teachers and we got to go to a different school at one stage and worked in a team to solve problems, which was exciting as well. I suppose this stuck with me. What is your favourite book with a science or tech theme? I'm going to mention two books that I really love. Um, so the first one's called Invisible Women and the second one is called Why We Sleep. Both are really great, have changed the way I think about things and how I see life and I would recommend them to everybody. What advice would you give to women thinking about or entering the tech field? For me, I find it hard to know what different types of jobs there were. Um, so maybe reading some books, watching different videos, getting some short work experiences, if you can, to help expose you to different areas within the industry. Who is your role model you look up to? Two people I'm going to mention are presenters, um, Alice Roberts and Hannah Fry. Both of them have produced really informative programmes and books as well. Um, I've learned quite a lot from them. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? I would love to be a potter. I would love to try and make some pottery. My undergraduate degree was in fashion and textiles and usually before an art degree, you do a foundation art um, year, which I decided not to do because I, I really loved fashion and textiles at the time, but I didn't get to try the variety of things. So I would definitely try to make some pottery. I probably will do that someday. What changes would you like to see in primary, secondary schools and undergraduate curriculum culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? Again, I think more practicals and workshops to um, to understand the variety of jobs that are out there and for, for all levels. Um, it's hard to get a feel from a job, what a job might be, um, just from reading a description alone. I think some practical experience would be really worthwhile. What are you most excited about for the future? For me personally, I'm excited about how my career might progress in this new industry, um, as this is totally new for me. And in a larger sense, I'm excited to see what discoveries might be made. Hi, my name is Laura Gaffey. I'm studying an MSc in software development. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? Well, my original background, I actually studied interior architecture and then I did a master's in Queen's about 10 years ago in sustainable design. Um, so although maybe they might fall under the engineering or technology umbrella, I suppose they're more of the design um, world. So really this master's in software development is really my first proper um, immersion into uh, STEM. Um, it's been really, really, really fantastic for somebody who hasn't come from a mathematical background or a science background. Um, definitely the course is geared towards people from all sorts, arts, design backgrounds, languages and the sciences. What is your favourite book with a science or tech theme? So probably more of a 
science fiction fan rather than um reading a lot about science in particular big big hg wells fan um, but to be fair i've given stephen hawkins um a brief history of time ago um but i'd be more into reading newspaper articles or web articles on the latest in tech um so that would be my main uh, source of information what advice would you give to women thinking about entering the tech field um, definitely go for it. Uh, it's never too late. I'm in my late 30s and complete career change and I have no regrets. Maybe that I didn't do it earlier, but sometimes the time wasn't right, like two years ago, one year ago, 10 years ago. So if you're thinking about it, do your research, but don't hold back. Just go for it. Who is your old model you look up to? Um. I've got to say, I'm a big fan of Jacinda Ardern. I think she's class, like she's so young. Um, she's done so well at leading New Zealand through some pretty difficult times. Did an amazing job being a leader during a pandemic. She had a baby and like while she was um, prime minister. So, yeah, I just think she's a really, really great role model for women. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? Uh, I always thought if things worked out differently, if I had maybe done science for my leaving search or biology, um, I would have loved to become a vet um, just because I love animals so much and, um, you know, just to, to care, for the, care for them and help them with any pain. But I am a bit squeamish, so I'm not too sure maybe it's better that I didn't get to follow that follow that dream but yeah I'd like to give it a go for a day what changes would you like to see in primary secondary schools and undergraduate cur- curriculum culture to encourage more women to stay in tech well I suppose really I think for primary age children I think a lot of toys are very gendered and I don't know if it's so much that the educational system can do this, but I think it's a cultural thing that could change. I think there is a real emphasis for even now, even in this age, that little girls should play with little dolls and boys should play with things that they build. So I think from that very early age, if you can encourage young girls to, you know, to take an interest in, in, um, science and in building and construction and deconstruction um I have a daughter um who's she's only a toddler but would definitely try and you know encourage her towards building things we've building blocks here and we've cars but we also have a doll as well um so I think maybe it should start from that early of an age um and also I think the schools could could of course do more I think you nearly have to actively encourage girls as they're older really to kind of have that interest in science because maybe they don't have that foundation from when they were smaller because toys were so gendered. My name is Sandra Scott Hayward. I'm a lecturer in network security and director of the Queen's University Belfast Academic Centre of Excellence in Cybersecurity Education. When was the first time you became actively involved in STEM? Do you recall a specific project or initiative? 
So the first time was probably as a participant. The secondary school close to my primary school ran a program called Come Alive at Five. Uh, and that was focused on science, among other things. Then in my career, I was an ambassador for Airbus. Uh, we ran women into science and engineering events, so WISE events, for example. What is your favorite book with a science or tech theme? I read a lot, uh, but my mind is completely blank in terms of the favorite book uh, with a science or tech theme. Uh, so the jury's out on that. What advice would you give to women thinking about or entering the tech field? So my advice is don't hesitate. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Who is a role model you look up to? Uh, one of the role models I really look up to is Professor Jennifer Rexford, who's at Princeton University. So she works in uh, the field of uh, networking and she has uh, had an amazing career uh, and is very inspirational. If you could try another job for a day, what would it be? If I could try another job for a day, it would probably be a member uh, of a cybersecurity incident response team. Uh, so getting really hands-on with that uh, and finding out exactly uh, how challenging it is in a real incident environment. What changes would you like to see in primary or secondary schools and undergraduate curriculum or culture to encourage more women to stay in tech? So in primary, secondary schools, I'd like to see the classification of male and female subjects or careers completely eradicated. Uh, but I think it's a wider societal issue, uh, not just with education. So there's probably more to do there than just within the, the, the educational system. And what are you most excited about for the future? Well, currently, I'm uh, most excited about, uh, and this is entirely personal, uh, when I can see my family again face to face. Thank you to all the contributors to this podcast. Please visit the School of Electronics, Electrical Engineering and Computer Science news page to find out what else we're up to on International Women's Day. And finally, in the words of Malala Yousafzai, I raise up my voice, not so that I can shout, but so that those without a voice can be heard. We cannot all succeed when half of us are held back.